Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. All right, I want to ask you a question. When you think about your your home, who here has an empty closet or a, a completely empty room in your house? All right, what is going on at the Berg household? <laughs> there you go. Someone moved out, <laughs> right? Some of you need to be reminded that that big part of your house that has the big 16-foot door that rolls up, that big room, that's for your car. It's called the garage. <laughs> um, too many of us have just turned that into a storage space. Don't look in my garage right now. It's uh, it's full of too many things that shouldn't be there, right? Or maybe you had to, at some point, had to empty a room because somebody was moving back home, one of the kids was bouncing back, or mom was moving in, um, or or your you know your kids were moving in because they were building a house or something. They were kind of between places and they had to find a spot, right? You've all had that those places where you had to make room, you had to clear some space, you had to reorganize, have a garage sale, sell some stuff on Craigslist, whatever it whatever it was. Um, oh, I guess that shows my age because I still use Craigslist. Pardon me, Facebook Marketplace, right? Um, well, I have this this phrase behind me, and so thankful to Sarah Young and and Kelly Noctegall who created this beautiful set for us. It says, "Let every heart prepare him room. Let every heart prepare him room." It's from the song "Joy to the World." Let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature sing, right? And it's meant to be a reference to the lack of accommodation for Jesus at his birth. It, you know, the story goes with Mary and Joseph and they, they laid him in the manger. Why? Because there's no room in the guest lodging. But it actually brings to mind another time that Jesus had to clear some space, that Jesus had to make some room. Room had to be made for Jesus in a place that was crowded and full and busy. And so I want to read that to you. It's from Matthew chapter 9. And Luke tells us account as well. But we're going to read it from Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. And if you're able and help us all stay awake after eating probably way too much sugar over the last several days, let's stand together for the reading of God's word if we're able. Matthew 9, beginning at verse 18, it says, As Jesus was saying this, that is, as he was teaching about new wine and new wineskins and old wine and old wineskins, as he was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. Luke's gospel tells us that synagogue leader's name was Jairus. He said, My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. And so Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. And just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. 
And Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. And when Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and he heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and and she stood up. And the report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. Let's be seated together. It's a remarkable little account. It's almost sort of just tossed in there. Jesus raised somebody from the dead and it's just sort of, oh, and by the way, he raised somebody from the dead. Jesus, you've got two miracle stories here. Jesus cleared the room for the raising of Jairus' daughter, bringing her back to life, but he didn't clear the space around for the woman in the crowd. Why? Why is in one space he needs, he needs peace and quiet and he needs to be alone to work and the other one it's, it happens in spite of the many people around him. What's happening here? I think the difference, it's pretty simple. In the, in the healing of the woman in the crowd, everybody there was trying to get to Jesus for some reason. Maybe, maybe not everybody's motives were pure, but, but everyone was, was trying to get to Jesus. And it made sense for everyone to be around him. There was a, a desire for Jesus in that place. And, and, and the woman, her faith, is what caused that healing to happen from Jesus. But in the raising of the, the girl from the dead, everyone present there was there for the purpose of death and grief. There was no faith in the room. There was just fear and noise and confusion and chaos and doubt and heaviness. I mean, consider the crowd. Matthew calls them a noisy crowd. He mentions the depressing funeral music. Funeral music that would have been cacophonous and and sad and and heavy and we're told that in, if, if this family had, had money, they would have even have hired people to come and help them grieve and help be noisy and help mourn. And then when Jesus arrives, they, they mock him. They laugh at Jesus. Imagine that. They're laughing at Jesus, the Savior of the world, when he says, she's not dead, she's asleep. Oh, you've got these two atmospheres. In the first, you've got this... Atmosphere of faith and expectation, hope, optimism, belief. I gotta get to Jesus. And the second place, you've got this atmosphere of doubt and cynicism and mockery and criticism and heaviness. The first group was ready to witness a miracle firsthand. They didn't know what was coming, but they loved it when it happened. While the second crowd effectively disqualified themselves from witnessing the miracle, from experiencing it, from seeing it happen. We, you could go through and look at the different miracles of Jesus and see what happens when there's a crowd versus not. And I, the thing I'm referring to is this business of let every heart prepare him room. Making space for Jesus. To do what he needs to do, what he desires to do in your life. 
Because when you're surrounded by people who, who bring chaos and fear and mockery and, and doubt and cynicism, even heaviness and grief, not just people, but situations or influences or voices that, that claw away at your confidence in Jesus, you need to clear the room for faith to rise up. Sometimes you've got to clear the room. Sometimes you've got to say, get out. Like Jesus says, I can just imagine say, Jesus say, get out of here. Get. She's not even dead. Well, she was dead. She was physically dead. I mean, these people know what they're doing. They're not dumb. But Jesus saw the bigger picture. Get out. Sometimes you've just been bombarded with people who speak all the wrong things in your life. And you're like, well, maybe. Sometimes you just got to clear the room. Say, get out. Jesus is going to do some work in my life. Get out. When you're, you know, thinking about this, like, for example, like why hang around people who dampen your faith, who, who are like a wet blanket to your confidence in Christ, people who mock your devotion to Jesus. You don't need to be around people like that. You don't want to be around the people who force you to be silent about Jesus. And yes, every person includes every one of those need the gospel, need Jesus. They need to hear the good news and you get to be a, a, a messenger of the good news. But you've got to recognize when there's an environment of readiness versus an environment that will only weaken your faith and your response to God. You got to clear the room to let Jesus do his work in your life. The noisy crowd of media and culture and tradition and doubt and fear and critics, that crowd wants all the space in your heart. I don't know about you, but Randy Marianne, you have an empty room. And I bet you if I talk to you six months from now, is it still empty? Probably not. Space abhors a vacuum, like stuff fills up. I don't know how it happens, but you leave something empty and it will fill up. And we got to be intentional about making room for Jesus. My, it's my, I guess this is my challenge for you in 2022. Like, will you make room for him? Because when all those other things are filling up that space, Jesus is not at liberty to bring the new life that you need and that you desire and that he has for you. He wants to do new things, lead you in new ways. To say, let every heart prepare him room means it's up to me to make room in my heart and up to you to make room in your heart. No one else can clear that space for you. Only you can do it. And sometimes, I don't know, sometimes we want to add just enough of Jesus into our life to like make it feel better. Right? Just, just as if we could kind of mostly save ourselves and then Jesus just kind of tops up the last little bit. And the truth is we need Jesus because we cannot save ourselves, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. We've got to make room. Christy and Kurt are just going to bring a portion of a song to us as we close because I just want to help you reflect on this and Mindy as well. The message of the Gospel is not try hard and Jesus will help you do better. 
The message of the gospel is surrender everything completely to Jesus and let him give you new life. Total exchange. Every heart must prepare him room. Is there room in your heart for Jesus to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Have you prepared him room? Have you made space? Some of you welcomed a a guest over Christmas and you have a guest room and what did you do? You put, made sure the sheets were clean. You put up fresh towels and you maybe put a little water bottle by the bed and you made sure if any burned light bulbs were out, you fixed that. You just made sure the room was ready. Let every heart prepare him room. And that's the invitation from Jesus today to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're just going to sing this closing song. And if there's some clutter in that room of your heart, I just invite you to just take this moment to say, Jesus, I'm, I'm cleaning it out today. I'm making space for you. I'm going to take whatever steps it is in this coming year. Maybe it is saying, okay, like Vanessa, this year I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to at least get started. I'm going to read the Bible this year. Maybe saying, I'm going to, I'm going to be in a Bible study. I'm going to, I'm going to host a small group. I'm going to, whatever it is. And you're going to say, God, I'm going to make room in my heart for you for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.